Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Kristen with me. Kristen is our resident creative director and king of all things content, queen of. Before we get started, what are you drinking, Kristen? What's your drink of choice today? This is green tea by Numi. It's jasmine. What's the, in your opinion, what is the hallmark of a great green tea? A great green tea needs to be pretty balanced, so not too bitter, not you know, too diluted. I like a green tea that doesn't have too many of the tannins burned because once you get to that point to me, it's just undrinkable. I get served a lot of jasmine green tea that's burned because most most people just boil the water or get the hot water from the tap and just roll they with it. They don't have because... the fancy one that you set the 170, is it? 170? One... It's something yeah. like that, like 172. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Green tea is very delicate. It needs to be processed at a very even temperature or else it will burn and it tastes bad. So it's a gentle science that goes into this. I could not agree less on what makes a good tea. What's your version? I mean, I, I'm, I like this very imperialistic of me, but I think a good Earl Grey boiled the water, let it steep for a long time, add some milk and sugar. I think that's the best tea for me. I don't even think herbal tea should be tea. I think it's some other thing. So you're, on, you're on the side of the British? Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you would have been at the Boston Tea Party being like, what's wrong? Yeah, why are you doing this? Yeah. It's good tea. Yeah. Now, if it was green tea, I'm like, I'll throw it away. Who wants that? But if it was it's okra, just... I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can use that. I'll take that. Yeah, I can use that. <laughs> oh. Okay. There is so much talk about content and why we need content and Content is king and the differentiators of content. Why does a dental office actually need content? Content shows what's really happening behind those doors. We get to see the people that work there, or we get to see the people that go there that actually visit there and they tell us about their experiences. You can go without it. You don't need, need it, but it, it's, it's like saying you don't need a profile photo for your Facebook. Sure. You can go without it. You can operate your whole social media presence without a profile photo or without anything on there, but a few posts, you don't have to post photos, videos, you just post texts. It's fine. But if you want people to really know anything about you and to be interested in you and what you're doing, it's very important to showcase that and not just talk about it to actually show, you know, people what they're doing and how they felt about it and, you know, giving us the real proof of who you are. No, you didn't say it, but you alluded to it. Is a patient testimonial the the gold standard of video content today? I would say yes. I would say if you have nothing else, get people that are willing to talk about you because they're speaking on your behalf. That'd be like me going to you and saying, I am the best creative director in DFW. You can believe me. I can say it 10 million ways. You can choose mm -hmm. to believe me or not, but that's not really proving it. But if I get 10 people to come in here and tell you that same thing, you're more likely to believe it. Mm. So that's, that's how you can think of a patient testimony. It's people that are willing to step up and speak on your behalf and say, Hey, I love going here. I had a great time. They did great work. And I hope everyone else can see that. And you should come here because you're going to do what's right for you. Yep. What are the big factors or the, the key elements of 
a patient testimonial and where's the bar, right? You know, do I hire a production crew to come out? Do I you know, grab my cell phone? How do you go from, okay, I know I need content and I have a friend who's also a patient and they're going to do a testimonial. What, what are the most important points of it? I would say the most important thing is getting them to talk about why they came in. And this can be the lowest level is a review, right? A review is a written statement of saying, I came here, it was great, the end. You know, how many, everybody starts, hopefully five. But if you can get them to be on camera, I would say if they can film themselves, you know, even just sitting in their car, just talking about how they felt when they came in, how they were treated, what they got done, and you know, the after, that would be a great place to start. You don't have to be the one filming them. A lot of people get really nervous being on camera. Honestly, sometimes it's easier to talk yourself into filming yourself and and then feeling good about it and then shipping it off. You could do an online interview like we are here with Riverside. You can, if they're sitting in your chair and they're saying, you know, go ahead, doc, just film me while I'm here or else I'm never gonna do it. That's great too, honestly. There's not really a super high bar for that. Just being able to capture the real person talking about their actual experience and not something that sounds rehearsed, something where they're speaking from their heart and you're not guiding them is the best way to go about it. So the genuine factor, the, exactly. I, I want to hear them, not you through them. Yeah. If it sounds scripted, everyone's going to think they're a paid actor. It's a commercial and it just doesn't feel genuine. I mean, we all know when we watch commercials and they have paid actors giving their fake testimonials and it says this actor was paid. Like we all know it. It's, it's so easy to tell when someone's being genuine or if they're rehearsed. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get someone to speak and they don't have to speak well, they can have a stutter, they can, you know, go on and on and mumble and, and not really make a whole lot of sense, but you'll get the feeling. And that's what you want to translate to other people is that you made this person feel good. So just get, get the footage in any way you can get it. If it's them filming themselves, if it's you filming them, if it's paying a crew to come get it, but, but one way or another, get someone talking about their procedure. Yes. Now the smile reveal oftentimes is a complicated one, but how would you, you know, is that an important element to capture? Is it, should I have before and afters? Talk me through your thinking there. Everyone loves a good transformation story. I love watching people's weight loss journeys. I love watching mm -hmm. the before and afters on smiles, makeovers. It can be anything. We all love a good ugly duckling to beautiful swan, whatever that is, any form. And so whether it's photos of the smile before and after, and you put it in the video, whether you post those on, on their own, or if you get them, you know, actually in the office and they're finally seeing their their final smile put in and they get you hand in the mirror and you film that reaction that's one of the most powerful things that i have seen on social media one person who has done that really really well is one of our clients in lubbock and they got to film the client or the patient before and how he was feeling and how he was just so down on life because he couldn't eat and then they they went through the treatment and afterwards they spoke to him again and asked him how was your experience, what treatment did you get, and had him describe the whole process and who we worked, who we worked with and how he felt now about his life. And then for the appointment where they gave him his final implants, they, they were able to film him and his wife and you see her crying and he's crying and they just know their life has changed because he, it changed his confidence in himself. It changed the way he's able to live just by eating and taking photos with everyone. And those are things that 
we as people put ourselves in those shoes, whether we're the wife or we're the guy that got the new smile, we can see that for ourselves because human emotion is something that connects all of us and it's more powerful than we give it credit for. Yeah. Are there any other tips that an office needs to just get going? Just jump in, honestly. That's the hardest thing. Everyone's always wanting to dip their toes in and, oh, help me in. Oh, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And they, we all have excuses for why we don't start things, why we don't go to the gym, why we don't start the diet, all the things. You just have to start. It can be small. Start with getting just the photos of the before and after because those are huge too. If you're able to get good before and afters to put on your website, to put on social media, that's a really, really good place to start. And if you can get people to be on camera, no matter how they can do it, just just ask. Ask the patient who's been there for 20 years that you know they're not going to say no because obviously they come back to you every single year. And now you're probably friends at this point. It's not that hard of an ask to say, you know, it would really help my business if, you know, you could talk about your story and the treatment you've gotten and how that's impacted your life. I feel like yep. it's a scarier thing to think about than actually do. I think that every dentist has friends they've done work for. Mm -hmm. I think the, I think that's the easiest group to ask. I think the second easiest is people that have been a patient for a while that own businesses in the area. And every dentist is going to have one, two, three, four of those, you know, and always, if you own your own business, you're probably cognizant of the needs of marketing. And if someone asked me to be in one, I'm more likely to say yes, because obviously I know the challenges of getting it. Third, I would say, you know, friends or family of staff that also go to the practice. And, you know, then I think you get into just long-term patients that have been around for a while and are meaningful. Another one that I think is easy to ask for is I don't like giving discounts, but if I ever did give a discount, I would do it under the caveat of sure. As long as I get to use your case for my marketing. Right. That would be uh, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, and I find those are easy ways to begin the conversation. Look, I don't usually normally give discounts. Sure. I'll save X dollars off, but I'm going to use this in my marketing and you're going to sign this release form and let me. And, uh, you know, I'm getting something in return. And then I don't feel like I'm discounting. I'm actually buying, a, you know, their time. But, you know, no, those are good points, Kristen. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'll link to the testimony you were talking about in the show notes. And it was completely shot by the practice. We didn't roll a crew out there or anything. So it, it's, it's really remarkable at the quality they captured of them shooting it. Right. Well, thanks very much for your time.